Project Sapient is a podcast meant to engage our brothers and sisters in the law enforcement and military communities in conversations that we all know we need to have. All opinions you'll hear are our own, are protected by our First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and in no way reflect or are meant to reflect the opinion of any specific agency, officer, or service member. Some opinions may be controversial. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Hey guys, it's Pete from Project Sapient. This is our first show post the Cleary show. I'm still uh, recovering. <laughs> we want to say thank you to all our supporters, VectorShields.com, JimJunkies.com, Havoc Journal, our partners over at the weekly Havoc podcast, Second Mission, Live Boston 617, WellnessForWarriors.live, ODKit.com, Eagle Eye Firearms MA, GunTrack.app, HuleLaw.com, FitCops.com. You can follow everybody, just about everybody on just, IG, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're here today with a couple of special guests, Dave Camposano and Stacy from 22 Mohawks. Say hi, guys. Hey, how are you? Hi. So, Iman. Yes. What the fuck are we doing? I don't know, but uh, usually, just here to hang out? I like to start the show off with uh, a, an anecdote of some kind. Oh, fuck. Uh, long stories about <sighs> beaches and uh, seagulls. I'm bored already, dude. Uh, see what I got to deal with. That's why we're doing Thunderdome. <laughs> Definitely happening. But, uh, but uh, so... Uh, my uh, son decided to wake me up at 3.30 in the morning by doing a drop kick on my bed, uh, on me, because he wanted to wrestle. Which isn't that bad, because you wake up at 4. Well, yeah, but, but at 3.30 to 4, it's, it's a very critical thing. So if I wake up at 3.30, and, you know, I, I hate that. But it, it's nothing like getting a, a leg drop on you. But uh, so I woke up, I'm like, uh, okay, I guess. I got a My Little Pony stuffed in my mouth one time when I was sleeping. Oh, my God. I think it's down here somewhere. The horror. Oh, we cleaned it up. The horror. For the guests, we cleaned it up. <laughs> hey, but, tell uh, us about Clary's and what happened there. So Clary's, um, they, they were actually phenomenal. They hooked us up big time. Uh, food. I mean, food was. You guys had to try some of the food. At, oh, yeah, what, so good. Yeah, so wasn't good. it so good? Uh, the food was awesome. And uh, and we uh, started off and, you know, uh, set up and people started coming in and uh, various sponsors uh, came in, one of them being 22 Mohawks. Um we talked to uh, quite a few people, and we we, hi- we highlighted some of them during our podcast, especially uh, my father-in-law, Ray. No, no offense Vietnam. to you guys, but that was probably my favorite interview of all time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he laid it all out. Did so. you hear that? Uh, Vietnam guy? Yeah. yeah. No, no, I didn't. no, listen to him because he, uh, my father-in-law hardly talks about Vietnam, like hardly, uh, other than he'll talk to me because I'm, I'm a fellow vet, but he'll kind of go and here and there his son-in-law yeah so well even son-in-law he won't he won't talk unless he knows you you know yeah and he just let his heart out he was crying uh, you know it, it, i felt bad i'm like oh did we uh what the heck did we just start i told him we can yeah. stop and i yeah. felt bad too but you know what sometimes i i gave him the option to stop and he wanted to go no, no, so. he wanted he wanted to let it out yeah i needed it yeah. yeah, 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 and uh, and uh, it was a phenomenal interview. And then we had, we interviewed, uh, you know, obviously uh, you guys and uh, Joint Operation. Mm-hmm. We uh, interviewed them um, and various who, whoever. Yeah, that, you know, a lot of my friends showed up, and uh, and one thing that that kind of uh, I guess shouldn't have surprised me, especially with what's been going on with Afghanistan and, and previously Iraq and. 
the current environment right now that we're in, uh, a lot of veterans are just burnt out. Yeah. Burnt out. They'd rather be hermit crabs sitting in their home, whether boozing or whatever, or just not engaging mm. the way they normally do. Um, because I can tell that through um, uh, Instagram with some of our posts and some stuff that I put together with, you know, regarding veterans and, and Leos. And it's, it's, it, 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 they just don't, don't want to talk about it anymore. They're, they're, they're feeling very disconnected, especially, I mean, uh, Davey, you can, you can uh, chime in whenever you want. Uh, oh, before we do that, uh, <laughs> just so we intro you, but, uh, but we, we realized that after what happened with Afghanistan, like Iraq happened, you know, when ISIS rolled through and we kind of took it in stride. I mean, I hated seeing the fighters go through the very provinces that we all fought for and, and guys died for. And then to have Afghanistan, uh, because for me, that was like the, my 9-11 moment, right? Raise my right hand, country called for young warriors to fight, and that's what we do. You know, we, we, we take that oath seriously, and, uh, and we went. And the way the government did that frickin' withdrawal overnight was a disaster, and a lot of, again, a lot of us, you know, 20 years of war, all of us that signed up right after 9-11, we felt betrayed, right? All that work we put in over there, and that's it. So it leads me to talking to Dave, and when I met Dave, it was through friend Tony. Me and him uh, talked on the phone for a while, and, and actually we met at uh, Lewis's, and, uh, and, you know, we hit it right off because... It, we're of the same mind with, with the veterans and, and the, especially veteran suicide because, you know, I've had a couple friends that, that did uh, commit suicide. I've had a friend, uh, a fellow soldier, uh, die of a drug overdose. You know, just sad, sad stories. I mean, one of, one of the guys, a real good guy, he was a, our um, company cook. And I found out that he was living in a homeless shelter and died there. Jesus. And, you know, he never reached out to anybody, you know, and it's it's part of that whole pride, you know, that we have. And, you know, oh, we're tough. We're, we're not going to need anything or need anyone. But it's the total opposite. Right. So so let's talk about you and 22 yeah. Mohawks. So so Dave, when did you go into the military? I went into the military in 2001. I enlisted, 2001, um, just a little closer. I enlisted in... Um, in April of 2020, and then I shipped out on September 6, 2001. So I was at 30th AG at Fort Benning when oh, the wow. first plane hit the uh, the tower. Wow. I, was sitting there, I, was, wow. I was wearing jeans, and mm -hmm. I was getting my first military ID photo taken, mm -hmm. and they gave me you know, a BDU top <laughs> to put on with my yeah. jeans on because I didn't even have my uniform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Tell I, me the truth. Did you look up in the sky and go, what the fuck, really? I was like, whoa. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was crazy. Cause yeah. the, the woman who was working, the, uh, the admin, the civilian lady, she's like, you're going to war, baby. You know, like, yeah. 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 And I'm like yeah. oh, nice. All right, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But then we didn't, I didn't see any of the footage because I was in training in the AIIT. I didn't see any of the footage because we were like pretty much locked down. Yeah. Like, being like that new in the military. Until like a year later, when I watched like people falling out of the building, yeah. and playing hit, like I never even knew. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was a. Uh, so that's when I joined. Yeah. So, so what was the MOS that that you had? Um, Eleven Bravo. Infantry. Eleven Bravo Infantry. Okay, cool. All right. And uh, after AIT, uh, what, where, where, what, what, what was your unit? Um, so I went to. I originally joined. I had a RIP contract, so I went to the Ranger Indoc program. Okay. I ended up breaking my foot in Benning. And around that same time, um, my daughter, um, my 
daughter's mother was pregnant. Yep. And um, I ended up getting leave. And the day I came home on leave was May 25th, 2006. That night, my daughter was born two months pre-me. Oh, wow. wow. That night, she must have like, heard me knocking. And um, <laughs> it, it was nuts because then I, I called down to my unit in, at Ranger Regiment. I was like, hey, listen, this is what's going on. And the, the commander there was like, the same thing happened to my brother. Mm. He's like, so I'm going to reassign you to recruiting battalion. So I ended up being a recruiter here in Boston for a Oh, no years. kidding. Yeah. No, that's awesome. It was awesome. like my first wow. assignment. So yeah. I went from being a PFC to like a sergeant in, yeah. in recruiting. So yeah. I essentially grew up in recruiting in an office. Yeah, wow. that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, after the recruiting phase, uh, where where did you end up after that? I went to uh, Fort Drum. Fort Drum, okay. Uh, that's where I um, ended up going to Ranger School, um, uh, Recon School, and then I went to, uh, that's when I went to Iraq. Okay. Yeah. So were you a part of 10th Mountain? I was, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. 214. So that was the same unit that was with... Uh, um, I went with a ranger regiment to Somalia. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I know the, one of my close friends is a 10th mountain guy, um, Al Trin. I don't know if you, um, I know 10th mountain's huge, but, uh, but he went to Ethiopia, one of his wow. deployments. Okay. Uh, but, uh, I've, I've trained up Fort Drum and I don't know why <laughs> so much snow and yeah. it's like, it's, it's nuts out there. And, uh, yeah, I've gone to, yeah, Fort Drum, lots of stories there. But, uh, but anyway, so after Iraq, um, well, during your time in Iraq, uh, what was your experiences and, and thoughts? And, you know, this is something I, I force myself to talk about because one is therapeutic and that's why I write about it. So I, you know, whatever you want to talk about, yeah. Iraq experiences, stuff like that. If you that, want to stop you know, anything or even yeah, yeah, even so. tell me after if you want me to edit anything out, I can. Yeah, no, I mean, so we went over in 2009. Um, I literally went to, I went to 10 Mountain um, in November of 08, and then I went to, was trained for a little while, then went to ranger school, and right from ranger school, I flew to Iraq. So I was okay. literally in every um, imaginable environment in the matter of like <laughs> six months freezing cold yeah. florida swamps yeah. and then in iraq right? yeah. so it was uh it was pretty intense but i went to uh, iraq right before christmas okay. time um i remember being in um uh one of those big F fobs out there um right before right before christmas but um yeah no we were a reconnaissance element out there so we were uh soared we were um Worked in small teams yep. and did a lot of recon stuff. Uh, and it was it was bizarre because we trained for so long just to, like, snoop and poop, you know, go into yeah, buildings yeah, and just, yeah. like, get behind glass and have sniper rifles and just, like, observe the bad boys, you know? Yeah. Um, and end up we were just always in vehicles, like, chasing down... Yeah. Um, I, they would they would set up mortars. What do they call poo sites, right? Yep, yep, yep. So yep. they put the mortars out and then they would put a huge piece of ice inside the mortar. Yep. And then, the you know, would get smoked by a... Um, um, a mortar round yeah. come in, you know what I mean? And that we got, we got hit with mortars a lot. Like that was our, like the biggest traumatic. Which fob was, uh, where you at? We, I was in Bella Diat. So we literally took over a, um, a, a jail and we were living in a jail. Um, and it was out of, I think it was, it was like part of striker, I guess. Okay. But like we were like way, we were in Sada city essentially. Okay. Oh, wow. All yeah. right. So, uh, you were near, uh, camp Cuervo, I think it was called. I think so. Yeah. yeah because yeah. I remember one of our missions took us there and they had a phenomenal, phenomenal, <laughs> uh, 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 I was like, I was eating like a king cause back at my, <laughs> fuck, yeah. back yeah. at my fucking fob, uh, it's either, is that uh, where you had your burger King? 
No, no, no. <laughs> I remember I'll, that story. Yeah, I'll tell you that story. But no, the, so uh, that was uh, back of my fob. It was like Tent City, you know. And, oh, yeah. uh, yep. and uh, all we ate for like a few months was uh, MREs. And it, it like, so when we go to like mm. the bigger bases that have nice defects, it's like, like some Starbucks or whatever, whatever it was out there. Green, uh, green bean. Green bean. Green, green bean. bean. Yep. Come on, man. Sorry. Gotta remember the green bean. Green bean and rippets. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Green bean and rippets. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that, that was my experience over at Cuervo and on that side, but, but wow. So you guys must again hit a lot, especially being right outside side of the city. Yeah, we got, we got, um, mortared a lot. Um, I remember we would like go visit other, um, outposts yeah. and one of the outposts had like a, a woman's voice when a mortar would come in, the woman's voice would come over the, hmm. over the loudspeaker and it just should be like incoming, incoming. And I remember <laughs> standing there with one of my friends and like these bombs were just coming in and I was like, this is ridiculous. We're yeah. like getting smoked right now. And we were literally just standing out in the open with all these bombs coming right <laughs> and he, he looked at me and, and we had been in country for like six or seven months and he was like we should probably like go walk and you know jump into that bunker you think <laughs> and we had like come from like a px there was like a p we had like bags and shit and we were in like yeah, pts yeah. like looking like losers you know yeah. i'm like all right i just like <laughs> fell into this bunker <laughs> it was like embarrassing i'm like what the hell man this is our life right now oh that's uh, awesome but you get to a point where you're like almost like fuck if, if we get hit we get hit and well that's just, the point the i got to i mean i mean yeah. like i remember uh camp anaconda the big one there um uh, I don't know if you've ever been. I was there. in Anaconda. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. Anaconda. so you know the swimming pool. Over oh there. yeah, oh yeah. They yeah. see <laughs> that was the last we, two weeks where I was there. Was hey, Anaconda. we created missions just to be able to go there, just so we can have a swim and come back to base. But <laughs> there's uh, a theater. Too. There's a movie oh theater. yeah, oh yeah, 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 movie theater. They have Burger King. They had everything. Uh, but yeah. Air Force. That's, that's why. right. That's right. That's why. Yeah. But, uh, but so there was a spa. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You could get a massage. You could get all sorts of stuff. A little bit of Reiki massage. Yeah. Yeah. But but so so I remember. You know, they had um, the uh, tents set up where it's more transient. You can just lay there, relax if you want, take a nap, and then move on. But I remember uh, me and my squad mates, like, we were all knocked out in the tents, just, like, tired. And all you hear is the whoosh, whoosh, right over your te- right over the tent, and I'll never forget. We all lift our heads up. We hear the blast, boom, 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 we're like... Yeah, it's far enough. Back to sleep. Back to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's We're good. It, that's what it would go. Yeah. That's, Does my computer still work for Skype? It, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's what it, I mean, it's kind of, you know, both like we, we got desensitized to it and we're like, oh, all right. I mean, but like. Fuck, the Wi Fi's down. Well, Shit. like leaving Anaconda to go back to base, I remember not even 300 meters from where we were standing doing our safety brief, uh, mortars start hitting out there. Yeah. And I remember looking over there. I'm like, hmm. I guess it's time for us to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right guys, now. let's uh, let's load up. Like yeah. like so nonchalant, like <laughs> like uh, unlike you know first getting in country and you're running for the bunkers and you're doing and you're like, if I'm gonna get hit, I'm gonna get yeah. hit. <laughs> I can't stress out about this. Yeah, so exactly. if it's my time to go. I'm going. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. so your time there. So um, how long were you there for? I was there for a year. Yeah, I see, uh, lucky. Uh, 05, uh, I was a total deployment, 04 to 06. Yeah. Oh, wow. They didn't do the one-year thing. They just sent you. Yeah, you (laughs) you were stuck there. there. You know what was bad with us was they told us we were leaving at like eight months. So like, yep, you guys are leaving in May. And then June came. We're like, are we going? Then July. And then we're like still running ops. We met next May. We're like, what? It was like, it's such a, a mind fuck. Yeah. You, know? yeah. Like you should have just told us we weren't leaving for two years. And we would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? We didn't exactly. specify what May. Yeah. 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 It, was- <laughs> it could be May 2022. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow. That's the way the federal government works anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, now, 
your now were you your platoon your squad um were you e5 i take it e5 e6 i was um an e6 i actually got promoted when i got over there yeah. okay yeah. e6 so you had your own squad i did okay yeah. cool how, how were they Awesome. Yeah, awesome. That was the best guys. unit I was uh, I was ever with. Those guys were uh, squared away. Yeah, that, I feel the same way when I got assigned. So so when I went over there, um, the battalion commander realized that I speak Arabic because I'm Lebanese. He just like pshoom, totally to plucked me right up and put me uh, in his squad um, PSD unit, and uh, he was a uh, he was a ranger, <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah, we were doing ops all day, night. Like yep. he, he was, a, he was a light colonel, and he would be my number two, kicking in the door. I'm like, Colonel, you need to be like back of the stack. I, yeah. I don't want to have to explain to the general on why you got capped, and but he didn't care, and that was awesome. He was le- like another one of the guys, you know. So, yeah, so I love that. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, true, true leader, and and that was the best squad I've ever worked with. There was twelve of us. We were like heavy duty pipe hitters, like yep. just nonstop. You know, we would uh, we would go out and do ops. We did we did over forty thousand miles worth of combat patrols while we were out there. So so it it, it was a lot, and uh, obviously. It's wearing in <laughs> on on my on our old age. As we get older, things start popping off. Yeah. But uh, but so when when you uh, so we'll, we'll fast forward a little. Um, when you came home, uh, what was your demob like? Um, like getting out, you mean? No, like like you know when when you first show up. Uh, like mine was at uh, Fort Dix, and the VA standing there saying, "If you have any problems, let us know, and you know, we'll hold you and on base." They hold you I'm forever. Like, yeah, right. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying shit, you know. Yeah. So I don't know if you had similar experience because you went at a different time. I, you know, I was there in '05. Uh, you were '09. I, I honestly don't even remember. I just remember coming back and we had to take like all these classes, but it was just like check the block. Yeah, that's like, that's all it was. Really? You're okay. You're yeah, good? yeah. And then they would just like check. You're the fine, block. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, they gave us a two week. Uh, they called it a two week reintegration to society. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what it was. Almost on like partial lockdown. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? This sucks. <laughs> I know. I just want to go see my family and have a beer. For yeah, sakes. exactly. Exactly. So um, when I, like for me, uh, after DMOB and, and I came home, I started to notice things about me, like war shit, right? You know, I'm still in that mindset. I, I was still that aggressive warrior I was in Iraq, and I couldn't turn it off. So I, I don't know if that was the same. Yeah, I mean, I'm still like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm still same. like super hyper vigilant. Yeah. Um, you know, you walk into a room and it's like you notice any like yeah. w- weird discrepancy with everything. Like if somebody's skittish in the yeah. room, you're like, what's that dude's deal? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Is he packing something? Like, you know what I mean? It's just it's weird the way that like we think, you know. Yeah. But I'm like cognizant of it, or I'm like, I should. I don't know if I should be thinking this way, but like I'm kind of worried. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where's the door at? Everything's yeah. a threat until it's not, right? Right. I mean, that's yeah. the thing with me. It was like such high hyper high hyper vigilance to the point that uh i actually went to a doctor because my resting heart rate was at 120 all the time so i had to go see a doctor and because i was like that's not normal like i should i don't think i should be uh super high strung. super high strung yeah. and uh, it turned out that my adrenal gland never turned off wow it didn't know how after you know everything that that i've done constant over fight or flight exactly yeah. and and it didn't know how to turn it off so i had to take meds to calm it down and regulate itself again to get my heart rate back to where it should be. So that was that was like how uh, long did that take? Ooh, like three months of, wow. of medication. Wow. Uh, medication made me drowsy. I had to you know, sleep a lot, obviously. So yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that was that was kind of like one of the moments where I was like, God damn, yeah, that that 
okay, I guess that, that did happen, <laughs> you know, and then the anger and everything else after that, that, that transpired. But, um, anyway, so, so your d was pretty much like mine. Um, so let's move forward to why you created 22 Mohawks. Uh, why, why did you, you know, basically you found your second mission, Right. Yeah. We were in Iraq. We had our missions. We knew what we were doing. We were you know, heavy duty pipe hitters. We were doing all kinds of shit. Uh, we come home and it's like, OK, now what? Yep. You know, and it seems, you know, with your story about 22 Mohawks, you found your second mission. So if you want to get into that. Yeah. Well, we were talking about my um, my old unit, 214 um, Skull Platoon. And uh, we had a, we were pretty close to the mortar team, too, because that's who we were on the phone with all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. I, you know, I came home, um, Curtis Ballard, my, my platoon leader, um, good guy, a little bit younger than me. Um, he, you know, met a girl in New York that we met, <coughs> they ended up getting married, having kids. Um, him and I were pretty close. <coughs> we went to Arslick together. Okay. Um, we just kind of like swept up to, what are we, <laughs> S1 or something? Is that what we go to schools? <coughs> we went up there and like put in our, uh, 4187 to go to <laughs> recon and, uh, everyone was pissed. Like, what are you guys doing? Uh, but we went there and then I, you know, I got out of the army I was just doing my own thing, and I found out that the dude parked his car in the train tracks in Colorado and just took a, a nap. You know, oh, and, Jesus. Uh, yeah, he he killed himself, and it was like I, I would have never thought that 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 Curtis would that would be the one to do it, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking like, what was he going through, and and why didn't he just like dial somebody, yeah. like drunk dial? Somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Instead, yeah. he he drunk parked his car in the train tracks, and that's like, I mean. That's ballsy. Yeah. Like, oh, am I am I right to say, and not to generalize, right? I I never want to generalize or come across in that way. But a lot of my friends that I've experienced that have killed themselves, taken their lives or whatever, they never really put up a sign. Never. They never, you know. Sometimes they even, you know, pink cloud and everything was great. You'd see them one day and they were like, "Hey, bro, what's going on? Everything's fucking awesome." Blah 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 blah. And then you you yeah. go to work the next night and they're like, "Hey, blah blah blah, hung himself. Someone's dead." And like what? I know. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's true, right? It is. It's and I'm not trying to generalize again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it, it, there comes a point in time where that hypervigilance we need to refocus that. Yeah, maybe a little bit on first of all ourselves, second of all on everybody around us, whether it's in law enforcement or the military. Yeah, right, because we have the same problem in in, in law enforcement. Oh my god, yeah, uh, 103 cops have killed themselves Already. so far this year. Yeah. Yeah, 103. It's insane. And I mean, obviously, with the police and the military, it should be zero. Yeah. In all reality, it's not going to be zero. Right. Right. But we should try our hardest and be as hyper vigilant to try and get that down to zero. Well, that's the the vocal part that me and you talk, you know, myself and Dave. And and we tell people all the time, like, people have access to us on on email through the yep. website through a lot of people they even have our personal cell phone numbers now which you know, they do we'll they get do. we'll get text messages all the time from from random people all the time hey bro what's going on and like yeah oh hey like that that comment that i was telling you about that we're going to discuss later yeah yeah it was just like hey what's going on yeah i feel shitty yeah oh all right what do you want to talk about yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, you know? it'll be in our DMs, uh, Facebook or, or Instagram, and and eventually, like, I'll I'll, I'll they'll get comfortable emailing back and forth because uh, it gets easier that way. And then a couple of them wouldn't want to call because they just didn't feel right. I'm like, yeah, whatever you want to do. It's kind of like I leave it to them. Yeah, you know, whatever you want to do. And I and I tell them too. I'm like, listen, 
not only are you dealing with your demons, but I'm dealing with mine too. So we're in this together. Right. So you dump on me, I'm going to dump on you probably, you know, and uh, we'll share, share the wealth of the, the misery, you know? hundred percent. So, 100%. so which, which again, between like cops and, and veterans, uh, combat vets, it's, it's also therapeutic for us to do that. You know, to talk talk to somebody else who's been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Non-structured. Exactly. Just having a conversation. Exactly. A bro conversation. So, Dave, exactly. tell me tell me what 22, for, for people that we know what you're about, for people that are listening, we have about 10,000 listeners a month, right? Tell them what 22 Mohawks is about. Yeah, so you can check out the website, www.22mohawks.com. It has all our about information, what we do. Um, essentially, what our goal is, is to um, bring veterans together, bring, bring their families together, um, and have events that can create the continuous brotherhood, sisterhood, the bond that the veterans have, right? Yep. Um, the, our big event is the, our annual parachute event where we go to um, uh, Jumptown, Skydive, and Orange, and we have um, as many veterans as we can come, and then they all, they jump out, they do a tandem parachute jump for free. Right? Cool. It's, all, it's all covered, dinner's covered, DJ comes, uh, they can bring their families, families can jump. Awesome. And I, I think what kind of sparked out for me was it's like, we are so used to running into the fire. Yeah. Like that risk. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're literally risking life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And when you get out, you don't have that no. adrenaline anymore. No. Right? That's why, you, that's why your glands are like, So you're taking that to like time that, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah. no, no. Right? Yeah. So it's like, uh, in my mind, I'm like, let's recreate that feeling again. Yeah. Right? So the guys can just like, they know every year they're going to jump out of a plane and it's going to be awesome. Have some beers, have some laughs. Yeah, something to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell you, when I was there, there were people that flew from different states. Never, Most of the people there, I didn't know. No kidding. Yes, I had no idea who they and were. And how do they sign up for it? Um, they can sign up through the website. Through the website, okay. Um, and you essentially just sign up and then just say you're, you're jumping. And then two weeks before the jump, I call the names. Mm-hmm. Um, and I usually have a designated number of how many names I'm going to call, like 10 or 15. This year, we had about 30 people that were going to go. Mm. There were some issues with the with the weather, though, um, as you know, with airborne ops. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. can't tell. But um, this year, we had about 30 people, and it was pretty pretty amazing. But yeah, so I call the names, and then you know they'll, they'll message me, RSVP, say they're going to come. Um, but that, what was your question? Did you have another? You, no, well, it was just how people can get in contact with you too. I mean, I'm looking at your website. You got all your contact info up there. Yep. Yeah. So you can go on the website, you can contact us. Um, so that's, that's kind of, that was like the main push, like bring vets together. Yeah. Have them experience some super risky shit, which jumping out of a fucking airplane. Is oh yeah, risky. absolutely. Um, and then just, you know, reconnect. So what I was saying was, was yes, a lot of these people that showed up were like flew from out of state, West Virginia, Arizona, yeah. and more, more then a handful of times did someone come up to me and say, listen, Dave, I appreciate what you're doing. And I've never told anyone this, mm. but, and then they told me something. Mm. Oh shit. Yeah. And it was like, that's what it's about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. And I didn't have to say any words. Yep. They were just like, I've never told anyone this. And for some reason they felt that they were okay telling me. Well, because uh, yeah. again, a fellow vet who's been there and, and it, it's, it's a huge difference, yep. you know, and I, and you can tell, and, and that's why, uh, you know, combat vets have such a tight connection with one another that no one else will ever experience what we experienced, you know, and, and no one else will understand it. And that's where the huge disconnect is between combat vets and the civilian population. They don't understand that adrenaline rush they don't understand that fight or flight they may experience it once or twice in their lives maybe right, right. um but when we were overseas it was almost every single day you're making that decision to do that exactly to walk into that exactly and that's the thing every time i went outside the wire that was a, that was on me yep 
You know, that was, yep, let's go. Got another mission. Yep. Got another mission. Could yep. be it. Exactly. And, you, and you, same you, thing. You deal with it. You figure it out in your head. Exactly. And and same thing uh, just, you know, on, 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 the, on the law enforcement side, I get into that cruiser. All right. Mindset's on. You know, and and yeah, and we, we call it the switch. Yeah, we call right, it the switch. Right, exactly. Right, you s- turn that switch on and go. When I'm doing SWAT, that's a whole different switch. You know, I turn that switch on. Then I'm in that mindset. So so what I found uh, just real quick, what, what I found when I first came home, I went back to my old job and it was like answering phones for insurance companies to billable hours, whatever. And finally I looked around. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, just three weeks ago, you know, I, w- I was freaking doing combat ops in Iraq. And, and it's like, and I got to listen to Mary Lou over here telling me that, uh, you know, her pinky hurts. And I got to call right. this insurance company to try. To, I'm like, no. Now, let me, let me ask <laughs> you guys a question. Do you think that that downtime had anything to do with not being able to fully recover? Downtime as in? Going to work for an insurance company after you were just hitting. Oh, um, yeah, that downtime did not. It didn't help. Well, because that two-week reintegration to society should have been more like three months if they, if they want to do it right. It's if, like a culture shock. Almost. It is. Yeah. yeah. Because here's the thing. Like, the best way it was put to me was the rest of the world kept moving on. Yeah. Except we were stuck in a time period, which was war. I mean, when I first came home, I, I'll never forget, my little sister had ha- those half jackets on, stupid thing. Like, I didn't know what that was a thing. And I was <laughs> like, what do you go to? Friggin' babies are us to buy that. She's like, she's like, no, that's the new style. I'm like, what am I missing? And then, you know, the whole thing with MySpace, I had no idea what that was. I'm like, I miss a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's probably the same way with you, yeah, you know? Totally. So, so you feel like you, you, you got launched back into society and like, eh, okay, go back. Then you went to work for an insurance company or whatever, mundane stuff. Oh, yeah. Do you think that if you had an outlet for another job, like policing, like security, like anything with physical aspects to it, something where you could use everything you just used Yeah. overseas. Do you think that that would have helped? So when I first became a cop, um, was, I, was it a relief? When oh you yeah, it, a was, it was a relief because, because okay. again, it gave me a, a second mission. It gave me that fight or flight, uh, you know, feeling, um, that adrenaline rush. I mean, every time I, I step into that bearcat and step right. out and, you know, hitting that, hitting an objective, uh, it's like, hell yeah. You know, I'm back into you're, that. You're getting zone. it back. Yeah. I'm getting it's, it back. It's one of my biggest issues going back to patrol. And yeah. like, I remember when I went back, I was telling you like, what the fuck do I do here? <laughs> you you get pace. stupid calls and you're like, you want me to blow blow it up like what do you what do you what do you want me to do yeah you want to go kill somebody and they're like no 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 like you just get the car towed and i'm like oh okay right yeah exactly so anyways before our add really kicks in we're kind of yeah exactly so uh so So back to 22 mohawks let's go back to 22 mohawks (laughs) sorry this this happens we're we're kind of we bounce Don't back get offended. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. No, you know, I, I, I like the analogy of, um, of the rucksack, right? So, like, you're in the Army. We train rucksacks, right? Yep. 12 miles, 45 pounds dry, yep. under three hours, right? You got to do it. Um, and it's bad. It hurts, you know? And then you, oh, yeah. you do that, you make it, and then, like, every day you're patrolling with, you know, 100 pounds on your back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Day in, day out, you're humping. Wherever you hump in the mountains, bending, wherever. And and you start to feel pain, right? Your body just like your back oh, yeah. down and you just get that rucksack like hump and you're just mm-hmm. like walking. And after a couple of weeks, you're just like, 
the pain's there. You feel it. You em- you embrace it, right? Yeah. You embrace the suck, is what yeah. they say, right? Yeah. And it just kind of you just deal with it. It's a part of you. So the pain's there. You're like, all right, whatever, right? Yeah. And now I, I use that as an analogy for life. When you get out, it's like, well, now you you don't have the brotherhood. You don't have the 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 risk that you're taking every day. Yeah. And you start to get boo boo lipped. You know, mm-hmm. you feel yeah. that pain, and you're like, you start to almost deal with it mm-hmm. and it's just there and you accept it and you're like, this is my pain. I'm going to be a sad bitch because mm-hmm. that's just how I am right now. Yeah. And you never talk about it. No. Right? Like you never like my fucking back hurts, man. This sucks. You don't say that because you're going to like bring everybody else down and right. platoon, mm-hmm. right? right. So you don't mm-hmm. say that shit. So I feel like that is kind of how it's transitioned to our men now and yeah. women. They're just like, I got the pain. The pain sucks. I got the case of the ass yeah. and I'm just like not going to talk about it because that's just not what we do. Yeah. And we try to bring it up. We're like, hey, let us know. Let's let's talk about this. But but we just don't get it. Like our, our yeah. people just we still don't get it. We're still just like this is just the rucksack pain that we yeah. deal with. And yeah. Like, I like that analogy. You know? That's actually pretty good. Yeah. I mean, because that's exactly it. You get used to it, get numb to it. But then it comes back to you when when it does it comes back like a hundred times worse, right? At a random time, you could be sitting watching TV, whatever. And all of a sudden, bam, you just get hit with. Yeah, what is that? It's, it's, it's yeah. crazy, you know, and, and talking to my, you know, therapist at the VA, it's, it's, it's that. So I call what I turned into or what I was over there overseas, like this wolf that woke up in me and made me do, you know, basically got me to survive mm-hmm. uh, the war. Yeah. Came back. Now I had to put that wolf to sleep because it's not needed in this type of society. That wolf wasn't going anywhere. It's a fuck that. So that's where we get yeah. hit with that immense pain. It's that the, our subconscious that we, we developed, that primal instinct we developed and honed in and made it part of our uh, conscious is basically telling us, hey, I'm still here. Yep. That, that's what that is. That, that's that pain. And it comes in all sorts of forms, not just pain or, or you know, depression, uh, whatever. And, and some people, I mean, uh, with suicide, some people uh, end up going, you know what? I need to turn this off. Bam. Yeah. You know, just because it is a lot mm-hmm. of noise. It's a lot of noise in your head. And I remember one night I was sleeping and I woke up saying to myself, um, something to the effect of like, I need to let go or something because I might head. Oh, I, I said too much noise. I knew that because there was all kinds of shit going on with me and I woke up and I, while I was waking up, I said, there's too much noise, you know? And, and that's what it is. Uh, it's that primal instinct that wants to come back, you know, that wants to come out because it loved what we did overseas. You know, it loved uh, that primal instinct helped us survive a lot of shit out there. Uh, and and we brought it back home with us, but you never get taught on how to take care of it, you yep. know, because it will never turn off. And that's the thing with the two weeks freaking demob. Right. You're not going to get anything. Done. Essentially, it's a check the box. Yeah, exactly. And and I think I've said it before between law enforcement and, and military, the check the box training is failing us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Failing us big time, you know, and, and it's showing. Years and years of it is actually finally catching up, just like with the issues of law enforcement, with uh, with, you know, some of the bullshit that's going on. It's the check the box training that they've been doing for decades, trying to save money. That's what's getting us in trouble. That's what's getting us in trouble. It's It's passing the problem down the line to the next guy. Exactly. And it's the same thing in the military. Same thing in the military. Not surprised. Yeah. So, Dave, Uh, let me let me ask you a question. 
So you guys have, and this episode is going to go out in a couple of days. So we're in time to kind of advertise this. What is this Operation Veteran link up on the twelfth in Walpole? Yeah, so we'll call it the uh, the ORP, right? Anyone yeah. who's any, anyone knows who, what the objective rally point is, right? It's the place you go to meet up before you actually go uh, assault the objective, right? Um, so with that, I gotta bring my kit. Yes, yes. <laughs> everyone, kit, uh, plate carriers. Um, Can I be Overwatch? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. So no, we're, we're inviting uh, vets, their families. We're gonna bring some dogs. We're gonna try to have a guest speaker come in. Um, obviously, you guys are invited to come, and it's it's essentially you know vet to vet, just like yeah. what um, Iman's done with the uh, bringing everybody together and just kind of having like an open forum to either talk have a beer, have coffee, whatever, yeah. just like be surrounded by vets. Yeah. And um, some of the people on my team actually have um, dogs uh, that they're fostering for us to give to vets. They're going to bring the dogs in. Oh, that's cool. To uh, like have some veterans meet the dogs. Maybe somebody's interested and they want to adopt a dog and then yeah. they'll have a dog for them. Um, we just, we, we're, we're trying to do it like once a month. Yeah. Um, just oh, to cool. have a place for people to go almost like, um, almost like an A meeting session setting, right? Right. Like, come on in, let's have a chit chat. We'll, you know, yeah. we'll, whatever. you know, you know what we should do? I mean, and is this just in Massachusetts? Uh, 22 Mohawks. Yeah. 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 Essentially. So you know what we should do is we should hook him up or hook them up with our friends from that, that have networks across the country. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like even people like wellness for warriors. Yeah. Right. They have people all over the country where we can set up an event like this somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it can all just kind of funnel through 22 Mohawks. You guys just, you know, work with that. Let's get them together with people like the wellness for warriors and yeah. obviously the second mission and all that. Yeah. Awesome. Think, you know what I mean? I think, awesome. uh, Charlie, uh, from second mission, did you get to meet him? Stacy knows Charlie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stacy. Yeah. yeah. So owner of a uh, havoc journal. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome guy. Um, didn't realize how tall he was when I first met him. <laughs> he's, he's a uh, former green beret. Yeah. yeah former, <laughs> former SF. He teaches at West point, uh, really, really good dude. And he's, uh, He's got a network, right? A huge network yeah. under him. And, and, and I'd love to hook you up with a guy like that because he can get shit done. Awesome. You know, he, he, he loves, I mean, essentially second mission, it's exactly what it sounds. We found our second mission and now he's the, he's here to support us awesome. on the second mission, whatever. And it he's may supporting be. things like this. Oh yeah. I mean, he, he, he's given us, you know, stuff and, and, you know, just, I, I actually emailed him. We connected while you guys were on the podcast when we were at Clary's. Oh, okay. Had, but the email I had didn't work for some reason, and so I, I'll definitely have to grab that from you. But yeah, yeah we had connected, and we we're definitely yeah. I have a I have a direct line to him, so Amazing. I can uh, call him. I, I I usually call him like either weekly or biweekly just to catch up, you know, on on shit with second mission and project sapient, and if there's anything else we need, and you know that that's he he loves that. And, uh, and what I'll do is I'll give him a call and get a good email address for you. Just get everybody you. working together, man. Yeah, That's definitely. what it's all about. Definitely. That's what we hope yeah. is for that to spread, like he said, almost like a setting where they can just connect, share stories. Yeah. They're not, you know. Nothing crazy. No. Just sit down and have a no. beer, even just like how we did at Clary's. Exactly. People just sat down, had a beer, shot the shit. Yeah. Yep. Had a few laughs. Just little simple things like that go a very well, long like way. Connected. Yeah. Right. Now we're right. Not like now we know each other. Yeah. Right. yeah so like that's exactly. gonna happen to other people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And 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 that's the thing where where uh, we'd love to have people to come and and talk and share. I mean, I'm I can talk if you want. Like, don't it, let it, him talk. It's it's <laughs> it's yeah. It's you'll just have to deal with a lot of squirrels or give me a teleprompter so I stay on cue. But I'll probably be like, ah, screw that. I'm gonna <laughs> talk whatever I want to say. All right, Joe Biden. <laughs> no, no, that's the <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the Trumpster man. He never went by the teleprompter prompter he finally would look and he's like you know what no offense you could understand what the man said <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't speaking nine languages combined into one 
Just, just because saying. I speak different languages doesn't. Be, you know <laughs> I what? speak different I'm, languages too, all asshole. Right then. All right then. <laughs> Yella Habibi, look at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, uh, so Dave, well, one thing I'm interested in also is you've started another initiative, uh, uh, partnering up with um, uh, uh, therapy dogs. Yes. With veterans. Yep. So can you go into that kind of how that started for you and then who you're uh, linked up with and stuff like that? Yeah. So actually Stacy and I started talking about that just before the uh, debacle exfil of uh, Afghanistan. Uh, we were like, yeah, we should probably like work on getting some dogs for, the, mm-hmm. for you know, most yeah. supporting those because mm-hmm. we knew that it's going to take two years for our vets to get, um, that's the VA timeline right now. Yeah, the yeah. VA timeline is two years to get yeah. a service dog. So before that, I had a guy reach out. I was like, "Can do you have any connections to get a service dog?" And I, that's when I found out. No, um, I did find out that the VAs by 2024, all VAs have to provide service dogs. So, oh, really? Yeah. Um, whether who knows how long the training is, but they at least have to provide them, right? Yeah. So is that what I'm looking at here? Pups for vets. Pups for vets. Okay. Yeah. So what okay. we what we've done is we've um, acquired some um, dogs with. Um, um, professional canine services. Mm-hmm. That's who they are. They're out of Mashpee, I think. Oh, it's down the Cape. Yeah, they're down the Cape. So I think they're out of yeah. Mashpee. Yeah. And we had a conference call with those guys last night. They're they're police. Awesome. Um, and they train dogs. They train dog sniffing dogs. You guys may actually even know yeah. these guys. I probably do. Um, it's uh, Charlie uh, Young and um, Patrick. I believe. Yep, Charlie and Pat. Yep. Okay. Um, so they they train um, dogs for um, to. Sniff out drugs, um, yeah. all types of so stuff. So patrol, uh, yeah. bomb, uh, bombs, yeah. and they do service dogs. Oh, yep. that's awesome! Yeah. So what they're going to do for us is we're going to we call if we have a if we need have have a dog need we'll call them and say hey we have, we need a dog they'll get us the dog they'll train the dog it's a four week turnaround and then they'll give we'll give it to the vet mm-hmm. and the vet can bring it back they'll do one on one training with them. And then if there's any ever any problems with the dog, they can bring it back and they'll fix the, the training issue with the dog. So much easier than the VA. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> right? the dog's not a service dog. Yeah. Um, it's like a, um, you know, emotional support. emotional support dog, but it's getting like legit training. Right. And yeah. we can streamline it within four weeks and it's a trained dog. It's not and just going would to it, would it get certified as a service and that way it goes with the veteran anywhere. Yeah. Or? We can put, I think he can, he said we could put like service on it. It's not a um, um, specific service dog but it will be like service animal type i, I think right. that's there's a little bit more that goes into training for a specific service dog yeah. um, but it will have that emotional support yeah okay so yeah. there's just a fine line with it because it's not gonna be trained to he could possibly do that i believe he from can what do I understood. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah but um that's a much lengthier process and and that gets costly off yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at least this way when we're giving the dog the dog because that's an added stress if you have a dog that isn't trained yeah so having that set up prior is just amazing yeah so the other the other thing i'm going to do is i have a, a couple of interests outside of this podcast where i deal with a bunch of canine um charities across the country they're massive okay i'm going to connect you guys i don't know what they can or can't do but i'd rather give you the connection okay and you know kind of one of those have and not need and need not have type of thing definitely you know what i mean reach out to these people i'll i'll connect you with all of them first name basis with everybody and then whatever they can do they can do and if they can't i'm sorry <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you, you know, for the connection. But, yeah. but well, I, I'm just saying, like, I have a feeling. That's why when we were talking about it, I'm like, I have a feeling that these people might be able to help in some way, whether it's to be able to get some funding or something. Totally. You know what I mean? So I'll get you guys connected with them too. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. So this is good. So we've, we've, we've given um, two dogs so far. Um, we've had a couple applications, but we've given out two dogs um, so far. And it's, uh, it's really cool. Like these guys are, when we hand over those dogs, you can tell it's changed their life. And really? We, the messages they send us, like, over the f- few days after, it's just, like, 
It's, it will change somebody's life. Wow, that's awesome. You know awesome. what I mean? It, it really does help. Out. That, I mean, I have a dog. He's like a six-pound little min pin, and he's just awesome. I had a min pin. Yeah, I love min you, pin. He went 18 years before he died. Wow. 18 years. That's good he, to know. He was a raggedy old man, I dude. I felt bad. <laughs> I felt terrible. Oh, man. Quick story. I took him to the vet, and the vet was like the hippie of all hippies and was like, you got to put this thing down. No. And I was like, no. <laughs> like, Can you give him some drugs? Then, to get yeah. Yeah. We did. That was the thing. It just kept going and going. And the dude was like looking at me like, just, just end it. Uh, he, he was telling you too. Just end. Yeah. Listen, yeah. your dog was telling you, listen, just let me go. <laughs> yeah. I'm in too much pain. Yeah. <laughs> I'd carry him everywhere if I could. I would. I oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I miss my mint pin. Uh, I know. They're good dogs. You yeah. can have my dog now. You could probably hear him tearing something to shreds upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but guys, I mean, this is, this is, awesome um yeah this is awesome we i mean it was awesome that we connected uh like we did and like i said between uh, project sapient and, and 22 mohawks where uh, we can kind of collaborate and and really put a dent in the veteran community to bring these things out you know bring Bring stuff to veterans. Bring stuff to 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 uh, first responders. PTSD. I mean, it's out there, you know. And and with veteran suicide awareness is is huge, you know. And I I don't think it gets talked about enough. I think it needs to be talked about a lot more. Agreed. I I don't know why it's not. I don't know why people. It's just I don't know. Here's the thing. Like, I think I think um, uh, Heath Ledger, as the Joker, said it best. A group of soldiers get blown up. No one says a thing. But one innocent guy gets killed and everyone goes nuts i think it's like society is like oh suicide soldier what you know the okay the yeah. stigma the stigma the stigma stigma of that uh, or 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 yeah this the soldier this poor soldier seen so much and now he's killed himself oh too bad you know like that's how i kind of feel about it let's also call a spade a spade the media can't take that and monetize that oh no right, no no right they can't monetize that. 100%. It's yeah. not going to bring them ad dollars to talk about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like even I, like I'll post some stuff and I'm like, I'll reread what I post. I'm like, damn, that's morbid. Right. <laughs> you know? I'm the same way, yeah. man. And but I'm but like, you know what? Uh, it, it has to get out there. It does. It totally you know? needs to that's be That's what it's all about yeah, is opening your mouth. Thing. Like another, like I've had messages from veterans that, that would, you know, after I post something on Instagram or even cops, it'll be morbid as fuck. But they'll, they'll message me like, dude. Thank God I'm not the only one. I know. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. The more morbid it is, the more messages I get. Yeah. I get messages from people who are civilians who yeah. are like, wow, that's that's crazy. And they'll talk to me. They'll reach yeah. out. Right. And yeah. have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Like, we'll, we'll, let's help everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Look, the awareness is for everybody. Yep. Getting the awareness out. We got 365 million people in this, in this country, right? Like, yep. get the awareness out to fucking everybody. Every single person. You know, that's why we're sitting here. Let's connect with all of our assets, all of your assets, all of my company's assets. I'll get you guys everything that we need and whatever comes out of it. If we get one out of a hundred things, it's a win. Yes. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? There is yeah. a, there's one thing I do want to say though. Like obviously yeah. um, I'm just one person. We can't really do it all without, you know, people like you and, and, and the team that, that we've built here, but you know, Stacy on the team, like she just does so much. She's like my right hand person. Um, so thank you. And then, you know, we got Kelly, we got Rachel, we have Gary, um, we have we have Asha, so we have we have a team of people that actually put a lot of stuff together and, and, and are working behind the scenes hard. Um, they really are. So I just want to say thank you to all those guys, and I know that they'll appreciate what you guys are doing and, and having us on here too. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's that's one thing because uh, you know I sort of uh, you know fell in love with your mission because it's like this is right up my alley. This is you know as as a, as a combat vet, as a, as a, as a guy who 
himself deals with shit all the time uh it was like hell yeah you know let's 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 get something going and uh and uh, absolutely so it's 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 just it's, it's amazing man it's just the amazing stuff that you're doing for the veteran community which is which is awesome thanks Simon. i appreciate you man yeah. yeah guys listen up everybody make sure you go to 22mohawks.com right yes sir go over there there's a bunch of resources we want to thank all of our supporters Hold on, let me get the supporters up. <laughs> Vector Shields, Gym Junkies, Havoc Journal, and our partners partners at the Weekly Havoc Podcast. Second Mission, Live Boston 617, Wellness for Warriors, ODKit.com, Eagle Eye Firearms, MA.com, Otis, I love you, GunTrack.app, Hulay-Law.com, and FitCops.com. You can find everybody on Instagram and Facebook and all that. Guys, stay safe. Stay safe, man.